to another episode of the Growing Faith Podcast. My name is Rick McClatchy. I am excited to be here today with you as your host, as usual. Uh, welcome back for another episode. It's just great to be together to talk about, again, some more. Today we're going to be jumping into some more small group related talks, uh, just because obviously you know me, I'm a passionate small groups guy. Um, I always tell people in my spare time, that's what I spend my time thinking about is small groups, how to do better small groups, how to lead small groups. And and so I want to talk about that today. And here we are in the beginning of April, just celebrated Easter. And we're looking at uh, the summer months quickly approaching. And just wanting to recognize the difference of what it means to lead a small group in summertime specifically here in the great Pacific Northwest versus versus leading a group in uh, October, November, December, January, February. As you start getting into, getting into March and April, we start to begin to see this weird thing in the sky that brings warmth and makes people fall in love. No, <laughs> uh, so we see the sunshine coming out in and here in the Northwest, if we if we don't acknowledge that difference and acknowledge that uh, we might need to change our approach, we we can actually miss some really great golden opportunities in the in the whole realm of small groups. And so, so here we are thinking about leading a small group over the summer? Question mark. That's how you would voice text the title of this episode. Are you thinking of leading a small group over the summer? And the first the first point that I want to talk about is um, do it. Okay, so so stop thinking about it. Stop asking the question and just determine in your heart, determine in your mind, I'm going to do this thing because, you know, we just we need more small groups. We need more people engaged in the process of helping people connect in relationship and help them identify and take their next step in their walk with Jesus. We we need to be about intentionally meeting with one another to grow in our relationship with Jesus. Like um, we we really shouldn't have it in our minds that discipleship takes time off. Um, we should obviously practice good, healthy uh, habits and practices of taking care of ourselves and not over committing ourselves and not running ourselves ragged, but I would challenge people to think maybe it's not the small group, maybe it's not the discipleship thing that needs to find its way to the back burner. Maybe there are other things in life that have uh, maybe for a long time maybe seemed like necessities, maybe seemed like super high priority, but if we take a step back, especially looking through our freshly COVIDized perspectives, you know, like as we kind of had life a little bit stripped away from us, uh, going through quarantine, going through all the shutdowns, all the things that we went through, uh, we actually found ourselves in a place where a lot of the things that we used to do, we could no longer do. And, and it's an interesting time of reflection to sit back and think about all of the things that once consumed my time. And now kind of as things begin to open up a little bit more and uh, we're we're seeing, you know, people are getting vaccinated. People are starting to feel more comfortable, more confident about public interaction with people. And so 
things are starting to come back. Things are, there's more gatherings, there's more events, there's more things happening. And if we're not careful, honestly, we can just boop, slip right back into our old habits um, of where we used to be, finding ourselves over busy and underproductive. And, and by underproductive, I, I specifically mean in the spiritual realm. I mean, um, how many people have actually grown spiritually by doing less in this last season? That spiritual maturity and spiritual growth doesn't always have to do with being super busy or doing all of the things that are available to you in front of you to do. And so the first thing I just want to say is if you're thinking about doing a small group, leading a small group during these summer months is just do it. Just do it. Because there really isn't like abject failure out there. Like really, you might not have a group that maybe meets the ultimate expectation that you had set out, like what you wanted to accomplish. I mean, it reminds me of a story of a small group that I led in, um, I think I was around 20, 21 years old, and I led a high school boys group. And boy, I tell you what, I felt like the worst small group leader on the planet. Okay, I'm just going to tell you, like, you know, according to my standards, my performance measurements, I was like, goodness gracious, do you call yourself a small group leader? Like, you are a joke, Rick. And, but you know what is something that I did, the Lord grabbed a hold of and planted in these guys' hearts. Because I'm telling you, years later, they were reaching out to me. Years later, I was still hearing from their parents about how much their parents appreciated my time invested in their sons. And I'm just telling you what, like, small groups are not a complicated, not a not a highly uh, difficult type of ministry to do. There's something about being physically present with one another, looking at each other eyeball to eyeball and saying, how are you doing? What's going on in your life? How can I help you? How can I pray for you? Let me tell you what's going on in my life. Let me help. Let me, let me give you the opportunity to come and, and help me. Like we talked about towards the beginning of the year, we talked about the dynamic of bearing one another's burdens and so fulfilling the law of Christ, that there is this two-part process involved in bearing one another's burdens. There is being willing to bear others' burdens, and then there is also being willing to make your burdens seeable to other people, to make them available, in a sense, to be borne by someone. Like, how do, how do we allow someone to come and help bear our burdens if we keep them all nicely tucked away in a box so nobody knows that they're there? So if you're thinking about leading a small group, man, just do it over the summer months. And, you know, number two is is don't be stuck in a rut. Don't, don't just simply think, um, okay, what curriculum am I going to do? How many times are we going to get together? I mean, like blow the box away. Don't even think outside the box. Just blow the box up and and just dream a little of what what kinds of ways could we bring ourselves together as a group? Um, do we want to serve some people somewhere? Do we want to go um, feed some homeless people together? Do we want to um, do some kind of activity together, something where we could invite people 
potentially we're even going to turn it into kind of an evangelistic opportunity. Are we going to, you know what, just find some different way where you can connect with one another in a different environment, in a different context, because those different environments and contexts allow people to open up in different ways. It also helps bring new things to the conversation table. It helps deepen our understanding and our relationship with one another, which then helps us to be able to minister to one another because the more we know each other, the more we're able to minister specifically and effectively to one another rather than just generally and kind of haphazardly ministering to one another. So number one, do it. Number two, don't be stuck in a rut. And so maybe it's uh, having a barbecue at a park. Maybe it's a service project. Maybe maybe it's going to a movie and then uh, challenging yourselves to pull theological themes out of it. Maybe it's um, instead of reading the Bible together in uh, in a coffee shop or your or someone's living room, maybe you take it to a park and you read the Bible together in a park and um, I mean, there are so many different ways that you can engage community in this, in these summer months as the weather is nicer. Um, there's activities, shoot, go to an outdoor concert together and enjoy music, enjoy life and find ways to honor and glorify God with your lives in the midst of everyday life. Maybe it's even an opportunity for you to learn and grow in your ability to connect with people that you don't know, to start conversations with people, to pray for people, to make yourself available outside of your usual operating procedures. Summertime's a great time to kind of bump up outside of all of those habits and patterns. Number three is to remember the why as you're thinking about leading a small group over the summer is to remember the why, and that helps you understand uh, if if the what that you're choosing is actually going to line up. So do you know, do you know what your why is? Why do you lead a small group? What is your purpose? What is your, what's your stated purpose as a small group leader? The why that we have here at Mana House is that we want to help people develop life-giving relationships. And life-giving relationships can't happen outside of the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus Christ, the Word made flesh. So we know that our small groups need to incorporate some element of bringing Jesus into the conversations, into the events, into the activities. Otherwise, we're not going to be really building life-giving relationships. We're just going to be building normal, run-of-the-mill, hi, how are you, I'm doing fine, thanks for asking, kinds of relationships. There is something so powerful about building intentionality into our relationships and asking people fun, discipleship-oriented, discipleship conversation-starting types of conversations. So it's like, um, hey, you know, what's What's the last thing that the that you really got out of the Word of God? Something that the Holy Spirit really impressed upon your heart out of the Word of God in the last week or two? Like, let me know what you're thinking there. And just challenging each other to, to be on our spiritual game. That we're, 
not just being lackadaisical, that we're not just growing complacent in our faith. Asking each other, who is your one? Who's the one that you're reaching? If each one should reach one, who's the one that you're reaching? Who's the one that you're praying for? Who's the one that you're burdened for right now? And along those lines, as you remember who you're burdened for, praying for, ministering to, the summer months offer you the key opportunity to invite those ones in. And so this is actually a really beautiful cycle that can happen as we start groups in the fall and we go September, October, November, maybe we take some time off in December, set up in January, launch again in February, March, April, maybe part of May. And we have this summer season of small groups available to us is if in September, October, November, we're, we're setting time aside to identify our one, to identify the one that God has laid on our hearts, then it's a pretty powerful thing that as we begin to pray for them and, and think about them and reach out to them, and then going into January, February, March, April, and just continuing to pray and seek God and see what he might do, then when the summer months come, you have these beautiful opportunities to invite people. Hey, you want to go on a hike with us? Hey, we're going to go bowling together. You want to come bowling? Hey, we're going to go to uh, the movie in the park. Hey, we're going to go to um, we're going to go to the farmers market and just hang out. You want to come and hang out with us? And you just begin to create opportunities for life giving relationships to happen with people that don't even know Jesus yet, and it's a way for them to get um, invited into the kingdom of God. Through relationship first, as we as we exemplify who Jesus is through our, our words and our actions, and then we begin to invite people into our lives, and they see um, our potentially our areas of brokenness. They see the areas where Jesus is has made a difference. He has transformed us, and then areas where he's continuing to work on us. And, and the way that we can relate to people in humility and honesty and vulnerability to say, hey, this is where my life's at, and this is how Jesus has impacted those areas, and my heart and my prayer would be that he would do the same for you. And so there's a great opportunity, and I like to just call it it's a good chance to hit refresh on the group that sometimes you can get a little bit um, maybe even boring and stale in the, in the winter months where it's, it's cold, it's dark, it's rainy, it's all those kinds of things. And so you can kind of get off the being even remotely creative and you can kind of do the same thing where uh, Jim brings chips and salsa and we read a chapter of the Bible together and, you know, it, that's, it's all done. Or we go through the video curriculum that we've selected um, and then that's it. But now we have an opportunity to kind of hit a little bit of a refresh button going into the summer to say, hey, you know what, let's let's like be a little crazy this summer and let's see what God might do with it. Like I'd like to adopt this um, this ministry over here and help clean up their ground. So we're going to go in and we're going to mow and we're going to weed and we're going to or, hey, what about um, serving some single moms over in this part of town or what about. So just on and on and on, the different ideas that you can generate allow the group to kind of get a little bit of a refresh in that we're no longer just coming and thinking about ourselves, but we're actually thinking about how can we as a group come together 
love each other and serve each other, but serve each other while we're serving someone else. And that's a really beautiful dynamic that gets uh, introduced into the group. Summertime is also a great time for you to allow other people to begin to take the lead. Um, that uh, maybe maybe you're on vacation one time and you say, hey, Joe, I'm on vacation, but I would love it if you would lead this small group. And here's three things that I want you to think about going into leading that group session. And, um, and hey, hey, Bob, have you thought about some great ideas that that we could do for the next two group meetings? Like what are some creative activities or what's a service project we could adopt? So you get other people involved in the process of identifying what direction the group is going to go. And lo and behold, what, what you have happening then is you have people growing in their leadership capacity, growing in their responsibility, growing in their creative thinking and, and giving them an opportunity to not just come and be a part of whatever is served up to them, but to come and be a part of influencing and shaping the decisions that are made uh, for, for the whole purpose of the group. And I think this is also a great time for you to just uh, stop and ask for ideas and feedback. You know, like every, every small group leader out there is kind of given or prone to a particular type of group, a particular style that they would want to lead. And so being able to ask your group for some feedback or for some just great new ideas can really help keep you fresh and actually help keep you growing as a leader. And so rather than just allowing yourself to get stuck in a rut of your own patterns of behavior, you can actually allow other people to come and help shape and push and break you up out of your locked in patterns. And what's really cool about that is it makes you better and stronger as a leader, but you're also making them better and stronger as a leader simultaneously. So it's an amazing win-win kind of equation that happens in that context. And so thinking about doing a group this summer, one, just do it. Number two, don't be stuck in a rut. Think outside the box. Like be creative with how you might want to lead the group. Number three, remember your why. Do you know your why? Hit refresh and, and get a fresh sense of why are we doing this and make sure that the actions that you're taking as a group are pointed towards your why. So make sure that it, you have a balanced approach to what your small group does and that the stated purpose that you have in your heart is something that's actually being served by what you're doing. Allow others to take some of the lead as well during the summer months, especially such a great opportunity. And then fourthly, ask for ideas and feedback to help shape you and maybe even bump you out of your repetitive patterns and, and you know, your, your rut, you know, the thing that you do that you just fall into by default. Allow other people to speak into that and help shape that. Well, I hope that today has been a, uh, a light but helpful conversation for you in regards to groups in the summertime. I'd love it if you'd even drop me a line, growingfaithpodcast at gmail.com. Let me know what kind of group you're leading this summer, what kind of group you're thinking about leading this summer. Or, hey, if you have any questions, comments, or snide remarks, you know, feel free to send me an email about those things. I'd love to hear from you. 
In the meantime, it would be great if you can go to wherever you're listening to your podcasts and you could like and share and rate and review our podcast. It would be super helpful. Um, And then think of three people that you'd like to text a link to uh, for this episode. So I know you got maybe you're a small group leader and you got some people in your group that you think would be good group leaders. Send them the cop, send them the link to this episode and just have them listen to it and then follow up with them and ask them, hey, what are you thinking about the summer? Are you thinking you're wanting to just do it? Come on, let's go. All right. So with that, just a big hearty God bless you. Thank you so much for being here and may God give you the most amazing day.